Global Eco Energy sell and install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial and public sector customers. With access to a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage, air source heat pumps and eco-garden makeovers, we offer a bespoke service tailored to your exact needs. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global-eco.co.uk. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Tailored and renewable energy products to suit your commercial and domestic needs. Let's go! Matt O'Reilly says Celtic were bullied after they lost their first league game of the season. Down 2-1 at Kilmarnock yesterday. Rangers won 3-1 as you know on Saturday against Dundee. There are now just five points between the big two with Rangers a game in hand. Well, Stephen McGinn is with us, the Falkirk captain. He was at the match yesterday. The shock result, or is it? Celtic fans have not been happy in many ways about the team. Stephen, what did you make of it? Were they bullied by Kilmarnock? Yeah, they were. Um, I think it's the most damning um, thing you can be accused of as a player. Um, Celtic have dropped points this season. They've lost in the League Cup um, to Kilmarnock. But it was the manner of yesterday that was alarming. Um, first half, I thought the first 20 minutes, I thought they played well. I thought they played with a tempo. There wasn't a lot of square passes. They, they really got after Kilmarnock, created a lot of chances around the box. But um, the second half, and right from the very start, Kilmarnock just got after Celtic and they just capitulated. And at 1-1, I felt there was only ever going to be one winner, uh, which it proved. Kilmarnock were outstanding on the day and thoroughly, thoroughly deserved a win. Barry, last Sunday, if you think back, it was a half-time rollicking by Brendan Rodgers that worked and then Celtic won at St Johnson. It was a similar rollicking, I think, from Derek McInnes yesterday. And my goodness, what a difference. Yeah, I mean, a, a massive difference. Um, look, I agree with what Stephen says. The first 20, 25 minutes, Celtic were really dominant. But in saying that, in the first half, Commander had a couple of opportunities. Um, Daniel Armstrong hitting the, the bar or the post. Um and then obviously uh, the, the one that everybody was calling for a penalty, which I didn't think it was. And then obviously Derek's come in at half-time and, and said to his commander players, believe in yourself, be a bit more physical, get up against Celtic. And they certainly done that in the second half. And for everybody saying Celtic were so poor sometimes, you've got to give commander credit, Derek McInnes credit and the players uh, credit, because I thought in the second half commander were exceptional and thoroughly deserved the three points. Barry, I don't think anyone would disagree with that. We'll hear Brendan Rodgers, and I think he said the same. As a former Rangers captain, Rangers legend, you did say when Michael Beale had gone out that the league isn't over, although it was, what, eight points at that stage? Could have been 11 at times. What do you think now, realistically? I mean, Rangers fans enjoyed that yesterday, mm -hmm. or is it just because Celtic have won one game that, calm down, that things could change? Do you feel now that Rangers are in pole position? No, listen, you can't get overexcited by the result at Rugby Park yesterday. Rangers still need to, to win games of football, certainly the game in hand against St. Johnson. Um, but listen, I, I did say you, you never know what's round the corner. I've never seen that coming yesterday, if I'm being honest with you. But it's five points. Rangers have a game in hand um, and they need to make sure that they win that game in hand. And as I said, Paul, you, you never say it's over. Um, football's works in strange ways at, at times um, but Rangers need to concentrate on number one and that's themselves you, you can't affect what, what goes on elsewhere but listen that that was a certainly a a pleasing result for the Rangers fans yesterday Stephen what do you think in terms of the title race nothing is won and get into the second week of December but you surprised the way that Celtic 
capitulated yesterday, second half performance? Um, I was surprised on the day in terms of they didn't play well. Um, I feel as if that result's been coming. I think um, they've been playing in sp uh, spits and starts and um, half last week against St Johnston, um, at times against Hibs, Hibs were enjoying the game. I, I know they end up winning comfortable. St Murn um, held them until late. I just don't think they've been fully firing and, and I get the injuries I mean losing Carter Vickers um, for that game yesterday um, I, th I think as, as a commandant player yesterday when that team sheet goes on and you see Nat Phillips' name instead of Carter Vickers you're thinking wow that's that's big that's a big drop off in quality and we can get after that defence I mean Carter Vickers is in it you've got that bit more of a, a belief that um, because he can do it all he organises that at times he carries that defence um, obviously his recovery pace he's excellent on the ball I think I thought it was a huge loss but as I said it was just the manner I mean Kilmarnock beat, have beaten Celtic and Rangers at Rugby Park early in the season but both times there was different types of performances the, the Celtic Rangers both had a lot of the ball they had all the chances and another day they probably win the games yesterday wasn't like that yesterday, as I said I mean apart from a breakaway a counter attack from Matt O'Reilly um, just puts it yeah. past the post mm -hmm. Celtic didn't create a chance in the second half um, so as I said I mean when you come away from the Motherwell game the St Johnson games at home and Brendan Rodgers is saying yeah but in another day we win the game that, that is right they just couldn't get over the line on those days but yesterday was yeah it was an alarming performance let's hear from this was Brendan Rodgers speaking with Sky at full time yeah well, well we had the we had sort of last week where it wasn't so good in the first half second half was better but but no it's it's one where we you know we, we expect the second half to be what it was especially the first 10-15 minutes where they're going to come after us and um, but we have to deal with that better. Um, like I said, we we, we have to have a, a greater take on the ball and uh, and up to connect the game because so that that's the game that we uh, what we want to play and and if we don't do that, then we're not as as effective. So, um, but yeah, so it's a disappointment. Listen, it's the first defeat that we've had in the in the league, um, so it will hurt. But um, but ultimately, you know, we, we didn't deserve. Uh, I said uh, probably anything because of the second half performance. Celtic fans, what are you thinking, Barry? What do you reckon? Kamala having their Christmas party. In exactly. the background. I know. That's me, Danny Armstrong's playlist. I, I was going to ask you because so what's the is that just outside the dressing room? Because yes. I was watching yeah. it live and you can hear it and the doors well, opening. There's yeah. one player that I've got to yeah. say. Um, I thought there was a few outstanding performances by Kamala players yesterday, but I thought Daniel Armstrong. Mm. And I, I think back, he never played in the championship winning team. Um, but this season he looks a different player and listen he gave Greg Taylor a tough afternoon yesterday and on the other side Matty Kennedy I thought worked really hard I thought Brad Lyons in the middle of the pitch was good Stuart Finlay an experienced player at the back holds them together alongside the ex-Rangers player Lewis Mayo who I thought was outstanding as well so well, there was a lot of top performances by the Kilmarnock players and um as I said, Paul, it's, it's easy to say how poor Celtic were, but I think that was down to how well Kilmarnock played. You've got to give them every credit they deserve. Danny, Danny Armstrong's the, the player I use as an example. Currently with, with the Falkirk team, um, winning the league is a squad game. It's yeah. A big part of it um, is the players that don't play, how they can deal with that. And obviously it brings they have their frustrations at not playing. Danny was one, as I said, they trained so hard all week. He'd get to a Saturday, he would play five minutes at times if he was lucky. Come in on the Monday, head a wee bit down, but he'd say, right, leave me today, I'll be okay tomorrow. Then the Tuesday, train hard, he'd bring the spirit back. And I always say, like, 
he's got his rewards. He never, he just kept pushing, he kept working hard. Kilmarnock then become a Premier League club. Derek McInnes throws him in. He takes his opportunity at a higher level and he's just never looked back. And and you see the links today. Um, you can link with moves. And I, and I say to our boys just now at Falk, um, yeah, you might not be playing this year. You help us get back to the Championship. That might be your stage with you. Then, because it, as you go up the league, some people find it easier. And I know it sounds stupid, but... The, um, we put I mean, we Kamarnock, we played against teams against a low block, there was not a lot of space for Danny Armstrong. All of a sudden he's going playing against Celtic and sometimes he's got a full half to attack into and it and it seems to suit him better. Wonder how he feels some Celtic fans are following saying they've got Yang. I know he was only on for a short time. Don't know why he was taken off. Why was he not taken off? He had a shoulder injury after that early charge. Look at Palmer, he's done some good things. Uh, Mikey Johnson, what what's that about? Where is that going? This is back in time. A lot of Celtic yeah. fans are on 08, 08, 17, 17, 700, Stephen? No, it was, yeah. it's just on, on Mikey Johnson. It, it feel, I mean, Brendan Rodgers couldn't have, other than just coming out and saying, listen, Mikey, Dyson Maida and Leela Bad are mm. nearly back. We're about to strengthen the forward areas in January. You've had a last chance at Celtic. I mean, this is the very, very, very last chance. We're going to Kilmarnock at the weekend. Um, you're going to be playing. Do not miss this opportunity. And I felt he missed the opportunity. I thought in Daba dominated him physically and he was better than uh, Mikey Johnson at attacking in the game as, as well and um, I suppose I mean Mikey Johnson wouldn't even have believed that the chance would have came around against mm-hmm. Celtic but um, it, I just feel as if he hasn't taken the opportunity It's not his fault nobody's blaming the player <clears throat> No but if I'm looking at it and I'm seeing somebody on the bench James Forrest yeah. I mean I, listen I know he's getting on a bit but for me he's, he's still quality James Forrest so he must be Frustrated with, with not getting an opportunity, but if you look who's missing, Maeda's a massive miss. I don't care what MD says, he's physically strong as well. Maeda, um, he'll put a right shift in, he's got good quality. And obviously, Yota going at the in the summer, and then Palmer coming in, I think that's a downgrade, there's no doubt about it. So, in the areas where they need to make things happen, I think Celtic are weaker this season. They could, Kilmarnock couldn't have played as aggressively as they played, and I don't mean that way. With tackles, obviously, um, the, at times they were man for man at the back. If, if you think of that that forward line having Dyson Maida in it, having Kyogo in it, yeah. having Carter Vickers at the back, it's just Hatati in the midfield. It's just Kilmarnock could not have been on so much on the front foot, and and they were almost Is that there. because of the pace and. They, just they, the quality of those almost, players. I, I think they missing. just got encouraged with Celtic's yeah. play. Mm-hmm. I mean, the whole Slower. the first half, I thought, I thought Celtic. The message has been: look, mm-hmm. we are playing in Kilmarnock's half. We're getting after it. Third man. I, I, honestly, I thought Celtic were outstanding for about twenty minutes. Kilmarnock rode the storm. Yeah. Then, then they end up Celtic miss a good chance. Kilmarnock miss a good chance. Then Celtic get their goal. And I think no, Celtic have they've learned a lesson from earlier in the season. But the whole pattern of the second half, if Celtic were in possession, it would almost be Joe Hart to scales. To Joe Hart, to Nat Phillips. Nat Phillips would try a wee floated ball up to Mikey Johnson at all. The Kilmarnock defenders would oh. say, you beauty. Yeah. They'd come and header it back down their throat. And all of a sudden, either Kilmarnock were in possession in a good area, or it would go back to Joe Hart, and the same thing would happen again. It would yeah. go back out to Nat Phillips. We'd floated ball, yeah. floaty ball up, and, and it, would just, it, was, it was almost the exact same pattern for the second half. And that's why when uh, Mikey Johnson ends up coming off, I, I, I said to you guys, could they have tried something different could you have changed formation maybe put Kuo up next to O maybe brought Anthony Ralston on a bit more physicality and just try and build the game in a different way um, so I mean the second half Celtic just did nothing to stop the, the flow of, of Kilmarnock attacks 
and it's glaring. They're missing a Gikamakis. It's a long time since he left, but he was never replaced. How bad was that miss that came into the box? Oh, hit it with his right foot, maybe even better with the left. Then was it Palmer hit the post, but was that not a gaping that, chance? That, that's, uh, that's the Ange Postacoglu goal yeah. that we've, we've seen for the last two years. Uh, fast fast play, cut across, and Kyogo puts it in. Um, yeah, I, I couldn't believe I couldn't believe the way he tried to... I mean, the way he... He did brilliantly to hold the defender off. He bought himself the space to almost do what he wants with it, to put it in the net. Um, but I just think the drop-off... Kyogo, I mean, Kyogo's having his first real dip as a Celtic player. And within that, you need... It's a, there's a big club that spent a lot of money. You, you need your second striker. Maybe to come in and chip in, like Jackie Marcus did. Always came in. I know he gets goals during the week, but I just feel as if he's below the quality at Celtic. Barry, what are you yeah, thinking? I, yep. Yeah, it was, a, it was a poor miss, there's no doubt. And... Stephen took the words out of my mouth. He'd done everything that a, a right good centre forward should do. He's blocked his defender. He's gained himself a couple of yards, but he's got to finish it. He's got to put that in the, the back of the net. But I still look at it, and I know Kyogo's going through a, a bit of a dry period at this moment in time. But for me, he's still a danger, yeah. even if he's not playing at the the levels that we've become used to. Um, but yeah, it was. Um, I thought Celtic were really pedestrian in the second half. Um, that allowed Kilmarnock to get back into their shape and as soon as the ball went into the middle of the pitch they were, they were on Celtic and physically if you're like that against Celtic I think they struggle they need more physicality don't they yeah well, or, or I, do they I, yeah. just, I just felt I mean I know they have the model Celtic in the summer there was a treble winning squad I know I know they lost Jota I know they lost Staffel, um Aaron Moy yep. but they already had they already had the players that are really hard to buy in terms of um, they've got Kyogo, they've got Hatati, they've got Matt O'Reilly, um, Cal McGregor. You almost need not this not the team fillers, but the guys that just put a good shift in. They almost games like yesterday with Kilmarnock, you know what you're getting off them. Um and there's too many players. I mean, when I seen Yang coming on, I just thought with the conditions, the, the way the game was, I just couldn't see him having any impact in the in the game, which which was then proved. Um so yeah, I, I just I think Brendan Rodgers knew it anyway, but he needs to do some serious business in January. Are you surprised how poor they were? So, yeah, in the second half, yeah, I, I thought they were really good. The, yeah. the opening period of the game when they moved the ball quickly, Kilmarnock couldn't get near them. Um, but listen, I, I'm not getting carried away with the result. Listen, it, it's good for a Rangers' point of view, but when you still look at the four players that are missing, Andy's wanting to add quality. Carter Vickers, huge miss. Hitati, huge miss. Maeda. Huge miss and Abada is one of the ones if he's not on it he's brilliant to bring off the bench so there's still quality come into the Celtic team but obviously it's glaring that, that their squad's um, needing strengthened and I'm sure Brendan Rodgers will want to try and do that come the start of January that, That'll be the message when these guys come back your Carter Vickers Hitati Maida Abada Rangers although Philip Clement's made a big difference it's still the same guys have been beaten for the last couple of seasons and you're thinking with this game approaching Rangers won't be able to add to that team before that game they've already got a two point gap and they say right we've, we've done that Abada you've played against Barisic Kyogo you've did it against Conor Goldson Hatati you've ran midfields against John Lundstrom and Ryan Jack um, so let's get these guys back we've got a two, two point lead do the, do the business up to that game and then just go out and do what we've done for the last couple of seasons that's assuming that's what happens he was asked about the mentality of the players I don't want to say that listen they, they, these players have, have shown up until this this point of the season domestically that they've 
they've got that bit between the teeth. Today we didn't have it. We we just didn't uh, play our game in the second half. And I think that uh, mental strength is obviously something that is, is very important that you need to have as a, as a professional player, and and these guys have that. But uh, but we just didn't we just didn't take the ball and show that courage that we needed to. To, to make passes, to, to take them back. Instead, it becomes a little bit of a basketball game. And um, and I thought we'd weathered the, the, the storm early in the, in, in the second half. They had lots of corners, but we defended them well and and uh, were nice and aggressive. But we then had to play our football and we didn't do that. Stephen again. Danny Armstrong must have went away by the time Brendan Rodgers got interviewed. I think it sounded like Derek McInnes' playlist. You know there. the playlist down there at Rugby Park. Stephen, you were there. Barry, we'll talk about Rangers who had the 3-1 win. There were moments, though, with uh, Dundee taking the lead. Here's Philippe Clement. Is that now 12 games undefeated? That the team showed that they're a team. And I see this dressing room growing week by week in that way, and it's a crucial one. Uh, we're putting a lot of attention towards that also because I know, and it's a very important thing for me, without a really strong dressing room where everybody fights for each other, where everybody's available for the team. You don't win trophies or you can maybe win with luck, but at the end you will lose more things. So I think you see and everybody sees the last couple of weeks more and more this team sticking together in every sense. Um, And for me, the best example is also players coming in even playing in positions that they're not used of playing, but doing the job for the team and, and, and doing it really well. Barry, what was your main take from it at the weekend? A professional performance in the second half mm. after going down to 10 men. I'm sure he would have been disappointed with the start of the game. Jack Butland made a brilliant save a few minutes into it. And then obviously they, they lose a poor goal defensively. But listen, they showed character. They don't let it affect them. They get three goals and obviously Sifuentes getting sent off. And then... He makes two changes at half-time, which I think are crucial. Sterling comes on for Cantwell and McCausland comes on for Matondo. And um, they, they just sat behind the ball and trying to hit Dundee in the, the counter-attack. And listen, they've they seen the game out and they thoroughly deserved the three points. He spoke about those half-time changes, down mm-hmm. to ten men. 100% tactical and it's a pity for Todd. He's in a good way. Uh, he was working hard also first half. He played uh, uh, the last game really good so it's a pity to take him off but at the moment you need to make decisions for the team and not for one player um, the good thing is he will be more fresh for Thursday then. Uh, but okay that moment you need to make a, a good organisation to to defend well compact and, and you need to come out fast so because of that the changes yeah the team and the result comes first Paul mm-hmm. and he's explained the reasons why because um, Cantmill's not a good bit of form just now but um I thought Big Sterling came into the middle of the pitch where he, he's naturally a defender. Um, I thought he, he sat in the middle of the pitch and, and done a real good job and McCausland came on and with his energy um, trying to hit Dundee in the counter-attack. But I thought overall, listen, they were never real danger of losing it. I just thought it was a real professional performance. Des has got a goal. The manager spoke about him. It's it's important for everybody, but it's I don't I'm, I don't like too much to point out one player. It was a really good goal. It was a striker's goal. It's what uh, the fans want to see. It's what everybody wants to see. Besides that, he did his job. He he worked. We need to get him to a better physical level. I want that kind of work 90 minutes long. He's not there yet. That's why I changed him also when I saw when it, when it went down. And a huge week for Rangers because three days time, Seville. So mm-hmm. looking to stay in Europa League and then the cup final on Sunday. 
Listen, every week's massive, Paul, but yeah. you, you've explained it pretty well there. Yeah. They, they need to go and get a result, um, three points, to make sure that they're in the Europa League. And then they've got the, the massive one at Hamden uh, in Sunday. Um, and I've been asked this quite a few times today when I was out and about, that what would you do? Me as a player, I would I would rather, I would want to play the two games. Yeah. I know he might go out and he, is he going to change it? Listen, there's there's a few players going to be missing because they're not in the, the European squad. So, um, if I'm a player, I would want to play on Thursday and and on Sunday. And you want to stay if you can in the Europa League round the conference. Well, financially, it's better yeah. for the club. So, they want to go there and get the three points to make sure they're in Europa League. Um, but the most important thing for them that they're in Europe after Christmas, and that means there's more money going to be coming back into the club. Stephen, momentum's a big thing in football. As you know, the momentum seems to have swung to Rangers at the moment, certainly going into this week. Yeah, I agree with Barry. I think they should just play their strongest team uh, for Thursday. I just, it never, in my experience, it's never great. I don't know, even when you leave, do you leave the boys behind? Some boys behind that are really vital, vital for Sunday. Do they travel over anyway? Because when you travel, travel to any game, you're as well playing because... You end up yeah. doing the warm-up, you do the runs after the game. Yeah. You always just think, I wish I'd just played. Um, so I just, I wouldn't overcomplicate it. Just go and try and win that game. Um, and then the cup final take care of itself. I, I, I spoke last week, I think it's such a harsh thing for Rangers and Aberdeen to not have the cup final week. And to have, I know Aberdeen's game um, means nothing, but Rangers is a really important game financially for the club. And um, I just think the cup final should be in isolation. A full week to prepare for for what's a big day for both clubs. I well, put that to Barry afterwards, but you said yeah. One one thing yeah. I will say: if anybody has got a slight concern, a niggle, then they don't play. Um, but if everybody's fresh and ready to go, um, you go over and play the game. But I agree with Stephen. Look, in a cup final, you want to have the preparation and the build up. But obviously, unfortunately, unfortunately for for Rangers and Aberdeen, that's not going to be the case. Aberdeen. Good weekend for them, a 2-1 win over Hearts. We'll speak about that. Hebb's another win at Livingston this time. Livy, poor old Livy anchored at the bottom. Motherwell got a late, late point and they needed it against uh, St. Johnson. Rangers 3-1, as we mentioned. And back to winning ways for St. Mirren, 2-0 against Ross County. And then yesterday, lunchtime, Kilmarnock 2, Celtic 1. We're going to take calls after the break. 0808 17 17 700. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. For your free energy home survey and a bespoke quote, call 0800 233 Let's go! It's the Monday evening edition with Barry Ferguson, Paul Cooney and Stephen McGinn who's come in late sickness call off for Mark Guidi. Mark, I hope you're listening and I hope you're feeling better. It's not often he misses a Monday night, is it? So he must be feeling poorly. Yeah, he must yep. have had a few beers and a curry yesterday, <laughs> so yeah. that's why he's not he was here. at Villa Park on Saturday. Ah. Maybe may get involved in the celebration after the game. How long did it take him to mention the mighty Aston Villa? Yeah, yeah. What, what a finish for his brother, isn't it? Um, and what a, what a run they're on. And that's both Man City and Arsenal, who I think it's going to be between the two for the, the Premier League title. And that's now Villa um, beat both of them in the space of four days. Them or Man City? I'm going Man City. Right, still, still Man yeah. City. What a weekend! What a run for John! Yeah, it, it was. Um, I, I think I've said before, you get you get used to um, what John's doing. I mean, you do take it for granted. You shouldn't, but you do. There's there's moments that happen, and you just go wow. And um, the last week was a wow. Saturday, I'm scoring the winner. And by the way, Arsenal were brilliant. I thought Arsenal were really good probably 
deserved to get something out of the game. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a big result, and it's it's been building. Villa Villa are building something special. Um, whether they're, I mean, they're playing in a, an era where the the top teams are so good. I mean, Man City, Arsenal, and I, I think Liverpool are a runner for, for the league. I think that they're going well again. Um, obviously, Mo Salah scoring um, every week is as yeah. usual, um, but they're doing something special, and you just hope with the captain, the captain's armband, that John can um, finally lift a trophy. Um, Aston Villa. It's been too too long for a club that size. Sure has. Time for our look at VAR this weekend. G A R, the Go Assisted Referee on the Go Radio Football Show with CSD Air Conditioning, comforting air quality all year round. So, Barry, where will we start? What about the Rangers Dundee game? Penalty for Rangers. It wasn't apparent at the beginning was it but when you saw so what did you think of the pull of the jersey well, any pulling the shirt now in the box up certainly in the SPFL um, it's going to be a penalty I don't know I don't see the reason why the Dundee defender has to do it mm-hmm. but it's a clear pull on on Seema and um, from what I've seen over the, the last few weeks Paul any, any pull of the jersey is going to result in a penalty so that's every single pull of a jersey in the box I, that's the way we're be... going and I don't yep. like it I don't because you've got there's got to be some sort of obviously aggression inside the box that, that you're all, always grappling and always pulling and trying to stop your your marker for getting away. But the way the football's going now, um, I don't like it. But penalties have been given before, so it's a clear pull. Stephen, what did you think when you looked back and saw it? I hate it. I hate the way football's going. I just think if you, I mean, obviously in this city, it's the the penalty to Rangers stuff, everything. It's like, ah, oh, take away the colour of the shirt. If you freeze frame, if you stop yeah. any um, corner and you, and you look to every bit of marking, mm-hmm. I mean, every team's as well zonal marking mm-hmm. and every attacking team's almost as well. You used to hold up your left hand, your right hand, and that'd be the type of corner you'd do. Mm-hmm. You're as well saying, right, the left hand you have a, a go at uh, throwing yourself to the ground. With the right hand, someone else has a go at throwing yourself to the ground because if you go looking for a penalty, if you initiate contact and just fall in the box and they're going to look at a freeze frame, then you, you're going to identify some sort of foul. If I go to win the ball back off Barry, there's going to be a chance I'm going to be grabbing his shirt of some sort. That That's not necessarily a foul. And what I liked about the game yesterday was the physicality of it in the box. Yeah. I mean, Kamarnock put in some brilliant corners yesterday and, and we had a go earlier on the show. I thought Celtic defended the corners brilliantly, which are not often, I mean, they get criticised for, for set plays. A lot of last-ditch headers and watching it, the contact in the box, how hard they're competing to... And I think if Kyle Vassell at any point maybe just drops to the ground and they go and look at VR, it's a penalty, but he's not. He's trying to win a header. He's trying to score a... Probably an old-fashioned way we are looking at it. But so should you go down now? If somebody pulls your jersey, I, go if down. I'm a current player yeah. and I feel anybody touching my shirt, I'm going down because 99 uh, times out of 100, yeah. you're going to get you're a penalty. Get but that's what you're, you're not wanting football to get like that. Mm. That's what will mm-hmm. happen if we keep going at this but current rate. But it's going rate. that way. I know, but it, they, you need, we need to stop it. Yeah, they, need to, they, they do. They need to agree with Stephen. They have got to stop it at source now. They, they'll need to come up with something because... You're going to see one or two, mm-hmm. three, four penalties per game in every single I, game. I, I remember I'm, I'm at, um, I was 
at times one of the markers for St Mirren back in the day I don't know if Barry uh-huh. was playing the game I was Martin Morris Edu one day for, for uh, St Mirren against Rangers yeah. and Morris Edu scored right and I got dogs abuse after the game um, off Gus McPherson whose man was it I'm, I'm in the corner hold my hands up me I watched the goal back I was all but jumping in his back <laughs> trying to stop him putting the ball in the net but he was just a physically stronger more aggressive he won the header scored a brilliant header I couldn't have done any more <laughs> like, if, yeah. he'd, if he'd dropped him he scored a brilliant header if he'd dropped and it goes to VR it's an absolute stonewall penalty but it's just I, I probably I totally respected that Morris Edu just I could do nothing to score a goal he just really wanted to score that goal and and if football gets to the point where you can't even I mean touch, put your hand on their yeah. back then we, we need to remember it's a contact sport mm. and Is I it? think we're going away for that now and I don't like that side of it mm. It's a physical game at times. And that's the bit where I think if you ask whether it's men or women, they enjoy that side. I'm sure Stephen enjoys that side. I used to enjoy that. Sometimes when you're going into a total different game when it's 100 mile an hour and it's... You're flying into tackles. But Brad, uh, Brad, sorry, Barry. No. Barry, Brad Lyons came off his feet yesterday, for the one he got booked for. Yeah. And right away, you worry for him. Mm-hmm. There's no malice mm-hmm. in it at all, but you worry that they've slowed, they slowed down and maybe, mm-hmm. I, I haven't seen it back, obviously I was doing the game. But it's just the minute you, a tackle goes in now, you, you just, instead of enjoying the contact and the competitiveness mm-hmm. of it, you worry, has someone, is someone going to get a red Have card you not got the TV monitor next to you? Seriously? No, BBC surely. No. We're all paying the license fee. I hope, Barry. Yeah, of course you're paying the license fee. Right. So, <laughs> Rangers was it a penalty, Stephen? Would you have said? I mean, when it's this, the 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 referee going over to uh, watch it, the players and it's hard to argue. There's a foul committed. Do I want to see it given? No. Back at Yoko. He'll probably be in trouble. He's come out, obviously, the Dundee player who scored. Said Rangers always get penalties after that um, award at the weekend. <laughs> you know, he's just walking straight into trouble, isn't he? Because what, what are you saying? Well, we know. I mean, everyone knows that the game has changed, yeah, and the way it's been interpreted. So if you're pulling the jerseys, they're looking at, they'll have to look at every single one now. Yeah, Otherwise. That's the problem I've yeah. got, Paul. And I'll be honest, I don't enjoy it. I, I'm not enjoying no. it. What about, uh, let's hear. About the manager speak about Sofwentes the red card it's a difficult one probably this is what his manager said and Rangers are appealing the ordering off late in the first half uh, I didn't see the images back what Jose told me is he lose the ball and he he wants to win it back he wants to block the ball but uh, the other guy is a split second faster and he tackles through the ball and like this there's a contact but he tried to block and then avoid the contact that he didn't go through it when he saw that he was coming in that split second so close. I want to see things back and uh, to have a clear and good opinion. So we're going to make an assessment uh, the next days about it. Okay, and that is now an appeal from Rangers. Barry, what do you feel about it? Well, obviously the manager just speaking there and Sifuentes has explained the reasons and when you actually think back to the tackle, it does... It sums it up pretty well. Um, for me, I don't think it's over-aggressive, Paul. I really don't. I thought a yellow card at, at most, and I've watched it three or four times. It's been slowed down, and then when the still image, you see he's obviously he studs on the shin. And when referees see that, see that, sorry, you know what they're going to do? They're going to uh, produce a, a red card. I thought it was harsh, and I, I can see the reason why. Rangers are, are going to appeal it and I actually think they, they win the appeal. Right. Stephen, what do you feel? 11 managers say that they haven't seen the incidents back. Yeah. 
even at Falkirk, the incidents happen. The manager yeah. goes straight to the dugout and watches every incident back. Um, What's yeah, your point, caller? I, I just want no. I just want him to win the appeal. I just yeah. I mean, foot, I'm, I'm glad it didn't impact the the, the result because football. Yeah, it's, as we've just spoke about, it, yeah, I just don't like the way it's going. It's over. Uh, it's just over. You're always it. games. Yeah, I mean, hundreds of times I was a split second too late. Mm-hmm. Same with Stephen. Mm-hmm. It's it's caused the games that quick. As long as you don't go in with intent, then I have no issue. And I I look back and a number. I'm not just talking about Sifuentes. I've looked back at a number of sending sending offs this season, and I don't see an over aggression. Um, and, and the tackles and that's what when I'm looking back at the game on Saturday I didn't see that from Sifuentes so I, I thought a yellow was enough okay the, ge- the game of football is 11 to 11 v 11 but there's, there's just nearly every game this season it's just like oh, they get someone sent off and there's a sending off in that game it's not what people are paying to see it's like mm-hmm. the, the, a good example was Maeda what was it Maeda yeah, over yeah, in, yeah. In, in, Europe. in Madrid exactly yeah, that was never. That, that, no, that, that, I, yeah. I said that at the start. At the most, and I don't even think it was a yellow card. Just watching one of your old pals there on Sky at the moment as we yeah. were speaking about it. Listen, the manager well, felt three-one. He feels it was uh, it was four-one. He does. Your old pal being, of course, Lee McCulloch. Right here's uh, Philippe Clement about the disallowed goal. We scored four goals for me because I I, I don't know uh, why this goal was disallowed. I hope you guys see it the same way. Um, so that moment I think it's better just not to whistle if it's not uh, a clear fall and, and let, uh, let the play go and then you have VR to make a correction or not so that's why I started to bowl that moment and uh, no, no I, I want to explain also um, because it's, it's hard work to score goals it's hard work, it's not an easy thing and um, you need to do a lot of things right and I make the mistake afterwards that I, I kept a few minutes boiling. So I apologised after the game also to the referee because I don't want that. But normally we should have scored, we should have had four goals in the first half. So I'm also human and I'm also making mistakes. Barry, what did you think? It's not a foul. Yeah. It's never a foul. Plain and simple, I, I, I can't see where, how the, the referee can give that as a foul. Stephen? Yeah, never a foul. Yeah. I, I just there was one there's one more yeah. I don't know if you were going to bring it up anyway which one see the Dundee penalty that they went to VR to see if it was in the box or yeah. not I thought if I'm watching that just I've not uh, seen it I think it's inside the box I think it's on the line I think it's a penalty right but the ref is given a, f- a foul and it's not clear and obvious it's in the box so he sticks with his original decision mm-hmm. I'm alright see when that happens with VR where it's not a clear and obvious and he just goes with his original decision yeah. I'm okay with that it's just when they if that gets changed, you're thinking, but I think it, I mean, yeah. I think it is in the box, but it's not definitely in the box. Just yeah. go with the I rest thought it was of the on the line as yeah, well. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Stephen, what about the game you were at, Kilmarnock Celtic? Uh, I see some people were making a lot about um, Alistair Johnson. I, I, honestly, at the time, I don't know why. What, what did you think? What should that have been? Are people claiming a penalty? Well, from, from the gantry, I mean, I, I couldn't believe it wasn't a goal. I, yeah, I said sure. that I thought it was a block of the season. Um, yeah. He's just thrown his back at it. Mm-hmm. He's not tried to make his hands bigger. He has genuinely just tried to put his back on it. He's landing ha- hand. He's, he's got to go somewhere and it's planted. And it's, pro- it's still not definitely clear it's hit him just in the arm as well. So uh, I'm glad I'm, I'm glad a penalty wasn't given. 
Barry, you've been checking the rule book anyway. No, but yeah. isn't it? It's never a penalty. Never, never a penalty. Um, he's obviously he's uh, made a brilliant block. Let, let's be honest with you. He's no what to get hit in the face, so he's obviously went backwards um, and it struck the back of his arm. But for me, I, I, I don't know. It's the right decision. Does he go yeah. his back because he's trying not to have a handball? So instead of going in the front where his hands are maybe out. He's, he's turned to or he's not what to take one in the coupon maybe as well <laughs> in the coupon I heard that for ages anything else major I know there was VAR at St Mirren Ross County game just looking to see uh, Livingston against Hibs as well there was uh, Sangari offside um, apart from that I don't think there was anything else major Barry was there oh. that was enough to get on with yep. uh, at the weekend that's us up to date on GAR the Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Design your bespoke solar PV system and meet your energy needs with no upfront costs. Let's go! It's Monday night. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Speaking to loads of people at the weekend, Dale has made the switch in at the gym in Hamilton, Barry. Big Rangers fan, delighted that you are on the show. So you're letting everybody know you go at the gym now? Yeah, great cakes. <laughs> Honestly, the coffee and cakes is brilliant. How many times a week so, you in the gym? Uh, doctor says two or three times a week has to be. Good, good so, on you. Good, good, yeah. good to be done. Yeah. So I'm trying to be more like uh, Stephen McGinn and you. Fit as fiddles, which is good. <laughs> I don't know no. about that. And on that, Stephen, you were back at the weekend, long-term injury there, but you came on. Yeah, I came on for the last five minutes. No, it was one of those, it's weird, I mean, people talk about your experience and stuff like that and manager actually mentioned it user experience see this game out it's, it's amazing the nerves you get when you've yeah. not taken to the pitch for, a, for yeah. a long time and the result in the balance in terms of 2-1 and when you're going for a league um, I mean that two points is crucial so you're just going on and you're just you're actually saying the first thing you do in the game yeah. just try and do it well when yeah. they, and you're the one that's meant to be sent on to kind of calm everything down <laughs> the captain. Yeah. you did okay yeah, yeah we got Good. it over the line yeah Good. So um, back joint top with the yeah, Aki's, Aki's yeah. dropped a couple mm, of points so that's a good result for, yeah. for Falkirk it sets so, up for this weekend Hamilton away this weekend oh yeah Hamilton yes Barry will check see where we are uh, on Saturday let's go in the lines no yeah, it could be I think you're away let's go to Jim who's on the line a Rangers fan hi Jim good evening lads good evening hey Jim how you doing Barry how you doing Steven? Jim how you doing Paul good hey, thanks I know Barry you okay hey my, 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 my issue is regarding the VAR and I don't have a problem with it but my, my issue in Scotland is that referees seem to be letting the major decisions go and see they're gaining them then letting VAR make that decision i.e. again another penalty for Rangers but she was a penalty why is he no gaining it in the first place when he's seen it also he's handling in the game at the weekend there I thought he's, he's handling in the game at Ibrox was shocking absolute shocking Boy, big, the big boy Lamy, I don't know how many fouls he committed. Nearly ripped the jumper off his Cyril Dessers. Two minutes later, Borna Barisic correctly makes a, a cynical foul and is given a caution. Why, why was it Ricky Lamy no cautioned? Can you can understand where the frustration's coming from with football fans just now? Barry, I just think yeah. the standard officiating is ridiculous just now. Yeah, they're having a tough time. Barry, what yeah, did you but feel? I agree with, with Jim. I, I was thinking that watching the game on Saturday. I want to see referees referee the game. I think they're relying on VAR too much. Yep. And they don't, want to, make, don't yep. want to make the big decisions. Mm. And I don't like that. I would rather it goes with them. And if they make a mistake, they're only human. But for me, they're relying far too much on on VAR. And I know he's going on about big Ricky Lamy. Was it bad? Yeah, yeah listen, he, he did make a, a few fouls. I, I think he got booked towards the end, didn't he, Jim? 
about five minutes well, to go. I, well, possibly, but mm. the, 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 the one in instance I'm talking about, Barry, was the one in there, he ripped the, the jumper off his Cyril Dessers. I mean, he caution administered Borna Barish, he did the exact same thing two minutes yeah. later, and yet he gets a yellow card. Why? Who's, yep. <laughs> who's directing this? Who is it that's saying, leave it to the VAR officials? Because more and more they're getting more power, they're loving it, they're in the control room, whatever it is. Well, we know where it is. But, you know, this. you're right, the referee now doesn't have to make the tough choices, leave it to VAR. Stephen? Yeah, I mean, I can't. I, I didn't see the small incidents in the Rangers game. Obviously, like Ricky Lamy, you yeah, don't, you, sure. you're not privy to that in, in sports scene. Um, I actually mentioned we Urgy Menskelty. Barry knows I played his sign Michael Tidza. I thought he put oh, an yeah. exhibition yeah. on of making uh, fouls in the game and not getting booked. It was amazing. Yeah. I love, I love seeing it when they just these wee small fouls that break <laughs> up the game. Have a chat with the ref before the game last <laughs> week? But um, in the Celtic, there was a, there was an incident. I, I don't know if you, you guys seen it, and it was. Um, the commander's forwards handballed it and it was quite clear at the time he, the left ref lets it play on and you're thinking right is he playing on for the VR and then there's contact in the box and he blows the whistle for the handball while the contact's happening and I'm thinking what and, and, and I feel sorry for the rest because they are am I referee in this game or have I let everything play I, I, I agree just let the referees get referee the game I get that there's a lack of consistency in my eyes when, when you're seeing players getting booked and then you're seeing other players in the opposition team doing um, the same as what happened to your team. That, I think that's the frustration with a lot of people. There's a severe lack of consistency. Jim, huge week for your club. How are you feeling? Uh, I think we've kind of blew it regarding the Europa League, if I'm going to be honest. I thought the chance should have been taken at Ibrox. I think it'll be a step too far going over there to get a result, unfortunately. But I'm kind of looking forward to Sunday, but I'm still at the stage where I trust this group of players. <laughs> That's been a theme, Barry, at the biggest occasions. Yep, and, and you know what? That's then the players need to go and, and turn on the style and do the business. And Sunday, look, I'm I'm nervous going into the game. I know there's a big one on Thursday, and they need to get three points in the Europa League. But yep, yeah, this group of players need to go and perform and turn up on Sunday and make sure they bring that trophy back to Ibrox. Here's the manager Jim speaking about why Goldson. You probably know, but why was he really rested at the weekend? No injury issue, and uh, we have uh, 12 games. I thought I thought I said it in the beginning: 12 games in 37 days. It's impossible to be 12 games in that short term, 100% fit, 90 minutes long, and be on top of your game. So I wanted to give uh, Connor a breather in between. So that's easy job for you guys already. If he's fit, if he's fit you have already mm -hmm. one name you can put on the list for Thursday. Uh, yeah, listen, he's, he's an important player, but just going on the game on Sunday, there is a question mark hanging over this group of players mm -hmm. and the only way they can put that to bed Paul is winning the game mm -hmm. so listen there is a bit of pressure but I'm afraid when you're at Rangers listen you've got to handle that pressure mm -hmm. you know what you know what's going to come for Aberdeen they're going to come and they're trying to frustrate but Rangers have got a job to do and, and the most important job is making sure they lift that trophy and I, I honestly don't care how they play it's just about winning would you play somebody like McCausland, for example? Does it need players who have not been part yeah, of the Yeah, I failure? think the manager's doing the right thing. He's, he's brought him out. Listen, he, he played last weekend. Mm -hmm. He played at Tynecastle. He, he's gave him a wee rest um, for 45 minutes. Um, and he came on in the second half and done a really good job. Look, I, I would have no fear 
when the young man. I've been really impressed with not just his ability, but his attitude. His attitude is is great. And when you see that for a young player, you're desperate for him to go and do well. And I, I think he's got a real good opportunity to become a, a big player for Rangers. And Seema is someone who has come good, hasn't he, Barry? He scored again at the weekend. Yeah, I, again, I, I'll be honest with you, I wasn't sure of him at the start of the season. Um I tell you one thing, he's he's finding the the back of the net another good header at the weekend, um, good powerful header. Look, see if you play his attributes, and that's in behind. Um, you've got a dangerous player there, and I think this manager is is using Sima in the right manner, and I think you're seeing the best of him. Would you would you pay as much as the seven or eight a million it might take to get him? I don't think Rangers could go to that, mm-hmm. Stephen. I've been honest with you. It might be a case of going back to Brighton and saying listen if it is that can we take him in loan for a, a, another season because mm. um, listen I like him he, he's got pace to burn but what I do he's he scored a lot of goals and a lot of different goals what I, I like to see I thought I thought the header I mean uh, it was good. When you watch the goal backs and it's a brilliant header and it's little bits of that we you didn't think he was capable of and then he goes and adds that and you say wow it just Brighton paid 7 million for him yeah. um, and Part of the thinking would be get him up to Rangers. He'll score lots of goals, and we might be able to recoup our, our money. Um, the type of club they do good business, well renowned, one of the best clubs, best run clubs in England. I don't think they're going to sell him for a penny less than seven million. So that's probably the debate. Do you spend a big chunk of your budget on, on Seymour? That, that, that's yep. the gamble you take. Yeah. He, he's come up and he's he's impressed over the last couple of months, and I'm sure there'll be a few teams looking at him. Um, but yeah, I, I, I've got to be honest with you, he's, he's impressed me. And I liked his, his goals at the weekend, um, last weekend, where he's got a bit of time to think. Yeah. And, and sometimes you, you, you worry if he's he's calm in those situations. But listen, he's, he's certainly proved me wrong and he's, his returning goals has been excellent. And his work rate as well, I've got to say, he works really hard for the team. And he's a physical presence. He's really good in there. Jim, thanks for your call. Here's Chris, a Celtic fan on the line. Hi, Chris. Hi, uh, hi, hi, lads, how are we? Good, how are you? Oh, after yesterday's performance, not so good. Yeah. Were you there? Were you sitting down to watch it? Did it ruin your I, Sunday? I, 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 I was watching it yesterday with the wee one and she was like, Daddy, how are Celtic so bad at the moment? And I'm, I, can't, I couldn't answer it. I mean, we. how do you go from being a championship winning team, you're playing fantastic football. Now, nobody gives me this, it's a new manager and a new system. It's the same players virtually. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Barring a couple of changes. I mean, minus Rail Hatati, that's it. I mean, the midfield is the same. The defence, apart from uh, Starfelt, is exactly the same. The goalie's the same. So, how does it go so badly? Brendan Rodgers should just have took the team, not tinkered with it, and just tried to keep his, you know, tried to keep a core group of players, and it doesn't work. Because what he's also done is, well, star striker Kyogo, he's technically ruined him because he's he's playing a system that doesn't suit Kyogo. It, it's not the same yesterday though, Chris. That's a it's a shadow of last year's treble winning team. When you think no Carter Vickers, no Starfelt. By the end of last season, Aaron Moy was playing ahead of Matt O'Reilly. Um, you've got Rio Hatati, you've got Jota, you've got Kyogo on the bench. Now you can look at all Maeda, the individual cases. Abada. Maeda, Abad. You go through all the individual cases. There might be, I mean, it was Brendan Rodgers' decision not to play Kyogo. Yeah. But it isn't, I mean, that's a far cry from the treble winning Celtic team yesterday. Were you not surprised he didn't put him on at half time? Just, they'd missed so Paul, many Paul, chances. I, do you know watching the game, right? Yeah. And as, as I say, he's gone through a tough period. 
he's been in fire since he's came yeah. to this country. He's been a brilliant signing for Celtic. But even at that, when he's at 50-60%, I would still be worried about Kyogo. The, the Celtic's win at Ibrox, he probably touched the ball in the game about five times. Um, and that's, I mean, Celtic have got the striker. When he's fit, you, you play him. I don't think any Celtic fan out there would be able to explain why all would play before Kyogo yesterday. But um, it, it's Brendan Rodgers' decision and he, and he lives and dies by them. Because the league is so important. Chris, what are you feeling then? Are you going to go through December hoping not to lose any more points and then surely big signings in January? See, I've been saying this for the last maybe six months or so. Celtic have to look at... They, they, they have to look at the market that they're operating in because of the league we're in. There's a perfect signing for Celtic up at Aberdeen. Yep. He's called Bojan Majofsky. Yep. We should go for Mayovsky. What worries me technically now, between now and January the 1st when the window opens, is we've got Hearts on Saturday, which is a tough game. And that's regardless of whether it's at home or not, that's a tough game. So, say we win there, right? Mm -hmm. Great. Rangers then have two games in hand because obviously they're in League Cup duty. We've then got to go to Dens on Boxing Day. I'm not saying that's that's a that's a that's an easy game either. You know, December's always tough. Rangers are vulnerable, but then we've got the big derby at the end of the month. Now, technically, what could potentially happen is if Rangers win their two games in hand and win the derby, we're then behind and chasing the title race. You don't want that. I would. I think what what really needs to happen now is Brendan Rodgers has got to have a look at himself and go right. I need a striker. I need a left back, and I need a confident centre half that's dominant in the air. That's what he needs. Stephen McGinn, what would you say? No, I, I agree. I, I mean, I wouldn't get over overly. Chris is obviously still hurting from yesterday. Um, you can't blame him. Yeah, obviously. But I think Celtic have proved that they, they can win the game against Hearts. They were, they were excellent against, Tynecast, uh, against Hearts at Tynecastle yeah. in the season. They can win that on Saturday. From, from then, you, you beat Dundee. And as you say, you get a few players back. I think it looks different. Celtic without Carter Vickers in the league, I, I don't know what the stats are, but I mean, there's a dramatic drop off. And what what I can't understand from yesterday is how a short term loan in that Phillips, how can he be much better than mm. uh, Navrocki? Yeah. I've watched Liga Warsaw against Aston Villa. I, I thought they were an excellent side, really held held their own, beat Aston Villa in Poland deservedly. With Navrocki? No, 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 this no, season. Sure. But I'm thinking Navrocki was a big part of that team yeah. last season, and I'm thinking a young player, they've spent a lot of money on him. How can Nat Phillips be the option instead of Navrocki? So why is that? No idea. I mean, unless he trains extremely poorly, I'm not sure. Um, but I just think he's such a short-term loan. They haven't worked in the past. Um, but but I think get Carter Vickers back in that team, get Hatati back in that team, Dyson Maida, and that's a drastic improvement on yesterday. Barry, you'd be surprised that this is the conversation people didn't think. Yeah, but I'm not getting overexcited, Paul. Okay. I, I'm not sure. because of the, the, the players that they're missing. Mm-hmm. And I think they'll, they'll they'll do business. I would still rather be in Celtic's position. Yep, five points. Yep, Rangers have a game in hand. But I would rather still be in, in their position. Look, they were way off in the second half, as I said. But you, you've got to give Kilmarnock credit. But with the quality that Celtic still had in the pitch, you expected more from them. Chris, what did you say to the wee one then who was asking you how they're playing? What did you say at full time? Uh, to be honest, I, I had to give her an answer of, I don't know. I mean, she's she thinks she's Gary Lineker. I mean, she's <laughs> analysing everything. I mean, she's only six. 
But she analysed. I mean, look, the other week we're watching Rangers and she goes, there's no movement, Daddy. There needs to be movement. What? I'm like, going to calm down. She'll be on here before you know it. Chris, thanks for calling. Global Eco Energy sell and install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial and public sector customers. With access to a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage, air source heat pumps and eco garden makeovers, we offer a bespoke service tailored to your exact needs. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global-eco.co.uk. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Design your bespoke solar PV system and meet your energy needs with no upfront costs. Let's go! I thought performance first half was very good. Uh, we started the game really well, first 25 minutes in particular, and uh, and, and scored a really good goal, created more chances, and um, yeah, I thought we were uh, we were good value for for, for our lead. Uh, second half we never got started. I think we played the we played more the game they wanted to play than the game we wanted to. We never made passes, and uh, we, we got rid of the ball instead of passing it. And uh, and from that we uh, I said we, we failed to. Uh, look after the ball and, and obviously when you do that and you're giving them opportunities to break through then of course we uh, we suffered for that it's a really disappointing second half Brendan Rodgers obviously speaking after Kilmarnock's 2-1 win former Kilmarnock player Stephen McGinn is with us Stephen did you go down and see the manager and the Kelly players afterwards? Yeah but I mean by the time we went off air uh, most of the players had left um, but managed to see the manager and, and some of the old staff. Um, obviously, we had a really successful period together and I got on great with them. Congratulated them on a, a brilliant performance. I, th- I told the manager I thought it was a wee bit harsh with our first half performance because I, I genuinely thought, I mean, I, I, I felt it at half time. I felt them growing into the, into the game. They'd stood up to a lot of Celtic pressure and they could have scored themselves, but I thought they keeping it at 1-0. I thought they were right in the game and obviously they just went up a, a few levels and totally dominant in the second half yeah you'd been on the BBC was the Sky Pundit there Chris Boyd was he down celebrating I mean in, uh, <laughs> among his old teammates yeah he popped in to see um, <laughs> he's, he's some of his old staff as well so um, but yeah I mean it's it's a brilliant football club yeah. and part of it um, when you're in the championship you feel a responsibility of getting the club back to the Premier League and when you're looking at the Premier League now and, and the performances they've put on against Celtic now twice I thought they were good at Celtic Park as well mm-hmm. Um Obviously, that good performance against Rangers early in the season. Is there five better teams in them this year, uh, this season? Can Europe be a realistic target for them? So, what do you think? And 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 when you're doing a prep for the game, you're writing out and you're looking at it's the age of the team. He's built a he's built building a team for for a few years. You, you look at guys like Robbie Dees, Lewis Mayo, only twenty three. That's the spine of their team. Davy Watson, um, still a teenager. Um, it's really exciting times for Kamalik fans. Yeah, he's got a good mix. He's got experience and and a bit of youth in there. Are, are guys that are just starting off their career or only played a couple of years um, in the first team. But it goes, listen, Derek's had over 700 games as a manager. He, he knows the game. He, he knows how to coach a team. He knows how to set a team up. And I think he's got a good squad there. I do. I think there's been an improvement on them from certainly last year. Um, and I, I was I was very very impressed by the second half performance. As I said, there was a number. The, the two wide boys are the ones that mm-hmm. jump out at you. Obviously, Armstrong's in, in absolute fire at this moment in time. But like Stuart Finlay, I think that's a brilliant signing. Bit of experience at the back. He, he's been about 
for a number of years. He holds that defence together. You've got the physical presence, the big Vassell up top, and then if he wants to change it, he can put Watkins up beside him. Watson never played because he was suspended, but he's a he's turning into a right good player for them. Brad Lyons does a real good job in the middle of the pitch, so they've, they've got a lot of good players come on up. Yeah, he's improved a lot of them. Um, I just think, I mean, Matty Kennedy, I don't know if it was, yeah. um, you could see it so much in the, in the TV. Matty Kennedy matched Alistair Johnson all game. Hey, what a shift he put in for the team. And time after, fast, as you Time know. after time, yeah. I mean, the ball would go out to Mikey Johnson and be looking around for Alistair Johnson. He'd make a brilliant run. Out, the outside of the inside, he kept doing it and Matty Kennedy just kept matching him. And it was noticeable and you're, I mean, this is before the, the goal goes in. You're thinking, what a brilliant teammate that is. Honestly, seeing your wingers, they can be dangerous one end, put brilliant balls in, but they'll do that shift for you. Um, and he still get the energy, still get the that appetite to go and make that run. And, and he could have made that run and Danny Armstrong doesn't find him. But he's made that run, Danny Armstrong's found him and, and he puts it away and, and wins a game for his team. I mean, a lot of, we're going on about how good they were in the second half in terms of on the ball, but it's off the ball. The amount of work... Um, they, they put in um, they, they just seem a team that are playing for each other and, and if you've got that I think you've got half a chance of being successful you would see the stat that Brendan Rodgers has only lost 10 games uh, domestically in the league as Celtic manager last time and this time four of them to Kilmarnock mm. that's amazing isn't it yeah and I'm not going to buy into the excuse of the surface no. players are used to it they've, got, fair, they've I, got a, a artificial surface at the training ground yeah. they can go and train there for a couple of days before it listen ideally you want it to be in grass but these players know what they're coming up against yeah, you so know yeah. you're going to the artificial surface I think the size of the pitch causes more problems for Celtic than, than the actual surface you were saying it was the smallest yes yeah, it's, it's a really small pitch um, it used to be one of the biggest rugby park it used to be a brilliant big pitch yeah. they, they've made it smaller um, not not just a season for, for a few seasons right. I felt at times it, it, it wasn't great for us in the championship how small it, it so was so why was that was that during reconstruction I don't know if it grounds? was a decision from Steve yeah. Clark right. um, mm-hmm. I think I think it might have been as far okay. back as Steve Clark's okay. decision to make it a bit yeah. smaller and, that, and that's what I thought I thought it looked like Celtic had learned a lesson from previous trips to, to Kilmarnock and, and saying right we're going to play in that half because it's not you don't when you're moving the ball about side to side you're not really moving the Kilmarnock players because the pitch is smaller so you're going to play forward but it just they get sucked into to bad habits in the second half and I thought, I mean, the one thing you would always associate with a Brendan Rodgers team is good in possession. Yeah. Mm. I thought it was a big statement for Brendan Rodgers to call his players getting rid of the ball. I thought that, I mean, that caught me yesterday when I heard it yesterday, how they were just, I mean, get rid. That that seems that he's not happy. I mean, the one thing he demands from his players is they're comfortable and in control of the ball. Yeah, the only, the only guy that looked comfortable in possession in my eyes was Callum McGregor. A bit of calmness about him, I think, when the ball was at other players. It did look if they wanted rid of it. They, they, they didn't want it. And as soon as Commander got that equaliser, the panic sets in. And the only guy that, that is, as I mentioned there, has got a bit about him, looking at the game yesterday, was Callum McGregor. And I think they relied too much on him. I, th- I thought I thought um, Iwata was quite harsh to, to come off. I thought they lost a, a real... I mean, he, he's not he's not Callum McGregor in position. No. But he does a brilliant job off the ball. I think early in the second half, he nicked a real good one. Celtic were promising the attack. Probably summed up the, the last few weeks in terms of how wasteful they were in the final third from, from that moment. But I, th- I thought it was a big loss for them when he went off. Our eyes have wandered towards yeah, the sky. Just, um, I know, it looks like Queen, you know, Queen's Park from 1898. Yeah. But, you know, the old Long John's. It's Bayern Munich 
in white training for in a full white training kit. I've never seen that before. I thought it was um, cricket at first when out the corner of my eye. I thought it must be some yep. cricket thing. I, and I, I don't know if they're allowed to slide in the grass because yeah. certainly the track suits and that <laughs> training gear would get ruined. I bet Eric Ten Hag ra- he would rather yeah. they played them in cricket than football sure. tomorrow night. Well, <laughs> both teams at the weekend, Man United and uh, yeah, they lost five. Yeah, they, they get gubbed I, as well. I just yeah. you're looking at Man United's next two fixtures. It's Bayern Munich yeah. at home and uh, Liverpool away. A lot of people on 08, 08, 17, 17, 700 about Celtic at the weekend. It was just yesterday. It's the biggest talking point because it's the first time they've lost uh, all season in the league. Here's a bit more from the manager saying, look, I'm not talking about other players or whatever. I'm focusing on the players that I have at the moment. Well, hopefully we get some more players back. Um, but it's currently what, you know, we're working with the players that we have now. So, uh, so we have to be better. We showed in the first half. Uh, some lots of really good moments of play look really uh, effective really threat good speed in the game uh, but second half we uh, we didn't do that and uh, we weren't resistant enough in, in, in any pressure that we came so um, so that's what we have to focus on first and foremost should have done should have done we were in good this is about scoring more in the first should have done should have done we were in a good place as I said good uh, good intensity in our game Got into really good areas and uh, missed what looked like um, you know, good chances. So, um, but, but we had control of the game. Um, second half we didn't. And uh, he acknowledged that Kilmarnock were da- were dangerous uh, with the width that they had. Yes. Yeah. 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 No, we uh, we defended those areas not so good. Um, like you say, but we we know Kilmarnock's game. They want to get it wide. They want to get crosses in. And uh, and too often we uh, we didn't do that. Is that a total wind up? The music. In the background, as somebody said, just open the door. It's honestly, yeah. it's, I, I don't know what Barry thinks, but see when you lose a game and you can hear the other dressing room, it's, it's brutal. Yeah. Because sometimes there's a horrible silence in between the manager having a go at you and you can just, all you can hear is the other team's music. <laughs> the day before, Rangers, uh, they went a goal down, as we mentioned earlier on, back at Yako, but Rangers 3-1 at the end. And the manager spoke uh, about the 90-odd minutes. That the team showed that they're a team. And I see this dressing room growing week by week in that way, and it's a crucial one. Uh, we're putting a lot of attention towards that also because I know, and it's a very important thing for me, without a really strong dressing room where everybody fights for each other, where everybody's available for the team, you don't win trophies. Or you can maybe win with luck, but at the end you will lose more things. So I think you see, and everybody sees the uh, last couple of weeks, more and more this team sticking together in every sense. Um, and for me, the best example is also players coming in, even playing in positions that they're not used of playing, but doing the job for the team and, and, and doing it really well. Paul, a Rangers fan, is on the line. Good evening, Paul. Hey, evening, Paul. Thanks for letting me on tonight. Yeah, good. Have you got the handset up? It sounds a wee bit distant. Can you get it right up so we can hear you loud and clear? Hi Paul, you'll be happy after the win at the weekend. What's your oh, what? delighted, yeah. Yeah. I delighted. Thanks for looking on your show tonight. Is that better? There you yeah? Go. yeah, a bit yeah. better. Yeah. Yeah, brilliant. No, yeah, delighted. I think uh, performed well, I think the second half was killed off with sending off. No, I was at the game and I thought we could have maybe got a few more goals second half, but obviously with the sending off which kind of petered the game out. But I think just these games are the ones to try and get over the line anyway. So yeah. I think it was a bonus Celtic dropping points on Sunday, so it's made it more an exciting end of the year, to be honest. I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to things moving forward. Obviously, Betis doesn't go anywhere. I don't expect us to beat Real Betis over there. I got a hard game, but we've got the conference leak 
title, whatever you want to call it, to look forward to, and um, you know the League Cup final against Aberdeen. So I think things are looking up. But I, I wanted to ask you guys a quick question just about the formation. Yeah. Obviously, if Sofentis appeal doesn't work out, um, I was thinking maybe having one holding midfielder. Cause I don't necessarily think Rangers need two holding midfielders in midfield. So I thought back four, Lundstrom, maybe a midfield, yeah, three, um, and then up front. And I was thinking, I don't want Barry, and I think I would have Seymour up front and I would play McCausland in the right, Matondo on the left, and Cantwell through the middle. And then Lundstrom was a holding midfielder. That was back in the formation, but okay. I don't you think. Barry, what do you Yeah, Paul, I thought you maybe have went with Seema um, at the weekend. Um, through Aye, the middle I but thought. obviously he went with Dessers look the big man scored a goal he, he, he did okay um, but I, I think in time you might see Seema being a number nine um, playing on the shoulder because as I says he, he, he's got lightning pace he's very direct you know defenders they hate one thing and that's pacey players um, so it'll be interesting to see what he if Sifuentes appeal doesn't go their way It'll be interesting to see who lines up now. I don't think Ryan Jack's going to be available or Raskin's going to be available, so it might need to be one holder and two forward think midfielders. Stephen? Paul, oh, I agree. I've thought it for a long time. I don't get why Rangers are so obsessed with playing the two hold midfielders domestically. You go as far back to Davis and Kamara. Um and at time and right now, obviously with the lack of options in there and you've got Cantwell I know Tom Lawrence is injured now but it, it just seemed quite an obvious thing to do to just play Lundstrom with the, the two boys in front so because um, you even look at Iwata coming into the Celtic midfield there was there was never ever a thought where it would just go in beside Cal McGregor it's like he plays one and then Cal McGregor moves up one because domestically they have all the ball they have all the attack so it's something I've never understood why Rangers always feel the need to play the two holders Paul so I think the guys are agreeing with you. I heard you saying against Betis you don't think you would win. Barry, what do you think is going to happen Thursday night in Seville? It's going to be tough. I know Betis are, I think they've lost five players that would naturally start in their, their, their starting 11. And it'll be interesting to see what way the, the manager approach, approaches the, the, the game. Because obviously if they win the game financially it's better. Um, and if they don't win the game obviously they're going to be in the Conference League. So... Is he going to think about the game on Sunday? Um, as I said, I wouldn't take any risk, Paul, with anybody that's got any sort of niggle. But if no, if everybody says that they're available and ready to go, I think he will go with a strong team. But Paul's right, they're a good team. They're unbeaten at home well, the this season. He drew with yeah. Real Madrid, didn't Yeah, the weekend. It's a 1-1. So, yeah, a good side. Yeah. I think they're strong at home. I probably I find it I think it'll be a really tough one for Rangers to get anything from it on Thursday I agree I think they missed a massive opportunity in the last game against Aris but they've proven before I mean they're hard to hard to beat in Europe um, and, and it, they'll, they'll prove a threat at times in, in Spain so it, I would say I mean Europa League's better uh, to be in but they have got that I mean there's, there's the, the pressure is off because they already have Europe after Christmas yep. Paul, see if you're, you're saying one sitter, who would you play in front of Lindstrom? Obviously, Cantwell. Aye, can't. What other one? And beside him? I would have, I was thinking, uh, Matondo on the left, McCausland on the right, Cantwell in, in front of Lindstrom, and then see him up front. Yeah, who beside Cantwell? Uh, maybe... 
problem. Yeah, the, the only one. Who, who, who would you go you with? Take, well, the only one. If you're going to play with two, um, in in front of um, John Lundstrom, mm. the only other one that's available when I'm looking at the squad is probably Sterling. Sam Sam Lammers. Yeah. Uh, Paul. What about Sterling though? What was, yeah, yeah to be honest with you, I thought, uh, and you've got to give the manager credit here. He's obviously made the changes. Obviously, Sifuente is getting sent off, and I, I thought it was a brilliant substitution. If I'm being honest with you, bringing on Sterling and McCausland for Cantwell Matondo. Cantwell probably disappointed, but do you know what he's done? He, he he made sure that they were solid enough, Paul. You know what I mean? And the most important thing in Saturday was making sure they got the three points and I, I thought big boy Sterling done um, really well in the middle of the pitch it's not his natural position um, but a couple of times he, he drove forward he did a brilliant strike off the post as well um, but he's a player that we've not seen too much of he's had a, a, a couple of niggly injuries but listen one thing about him he's a physical presence he's an athlete Paul you're a huge Rangers fan you go to loads of the games a criticism of the Rangers team in recent years has been because remember it started well under Michael Beale loads of wins but when it came to the biggest games you couldn't deliver are you going to deliver on Sunday your team? Oh, I'm always optimistic but I, I think this is, I think we've got a proper manager and and do you know what I backed Bill when I backed from Brockhorst and, and everyone else but I just think there's something some of it different about Clement and I've been to a number of games I watch him on the TV and things like how he comes across he just just doesn't give much away he talks like a proper manager mm-hmm. uh, it may sound daft that right but when you ask Bill questions he he told you everything. Probably told you what what yeah. underwear he was wearing, right? And uh, I just think Clement's a bit more reserved. He doesn't go into much detail, and I like that from the manager. And I think, I think, I forget this. I think psychologically for the players, I think it'll be a massive boost, and hopefully it puts uh, the confidence up. But just going back to what the guys said there, I think it was Stephen maybe mentioned mm-hmm. that I, I get frustrated that we play uh, two two holding midfielders, eye box. I talked to my dad. My dad's been watching Rangers for a long time. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, what, why, why on earth do we play defensive-minded Ibrox? We should mm. go out there and thumping teams. And that's no disrespect to teams like Dundee and whatnot, but their finances and their quality players. Mm. Barry's worked on teams, played under Attica and Walter Smith and that, and we... we kind of Good think, question. You basically said, so why well. do they do it? We did used to play. We, mm. we, we played a 4-2-3-1, mm. but the, the, the two setters, they had one, one of his had to go. So we never sat with two. If it was the right side, I played in beside Gio. Gio would go. If it, if it was on the left side, Gio would sit and I would go. Um, but sometimes you do watch Rangers and two of them anchor in the middle of the pitch right. where naturally you would... Being at home, you have to take the game to teams. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure if the managers get everybody available, I'm sure he would probably, certainly at home, go with the one sitting and the two further forward. Paul, thanks for the call. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Tailored and renewable energy products to suit your commercial and domestic needs. Let's go. On the programme tomorrow night, there's going to be Leanne Crichton. She's back with us, the Motherwell coach. And uh, also, big bad John Hartson. John Hartson, and I'm sure he'll have a lot to say about Celtic's defeat yesterday to Kilmarnock, but it's uh, Kilmarnock who deserved the credit for the second half performance, 2-1 against Celtic. What about the other games at the weekend? Well, it was a big one for Aberdeen, Barry, so I think you thought they would bounce back against Hearts? No, no, no I, I thought Hearts would have won the game, but you've got to give Aberdeen credit. They go a goal behind. I'm sure the fans wouldn't have been happy. Um, but listen, they, they certainly showed a bit of character in fight and um, they got the three points in the end. 
and Hearts goal came from who else? Lauren Shankland. Uh, he scored. He's the only scorer for Hearts in the last fourteen years or so. It's not that, of course, but in the last number of weeks. And of course, the equaliser was Myowski. So the two players in the chat. Is Shankland going to go to Rangers? Is Myowski going to go to Celtic? Why, why would you not look at both of them? Yeah. Uh, as I said, sometimes I think we're blinkered with going to other countries. And listen, there's, there's, there's very good players elsewhere. But I think in our league, I think sometimes we're, um, we're ignorant of the fact that we've got good players playing in our league. And I think some of them are certainly good enough um, to play with, with Rangers and Celtic. But we just need to wait to see what happens sure. and in January but there's certainly two players that know where the back of the net is um, they're very very good centre forwards and Stephen will tell you listen it's hard to find a, a goal scorer you just don't grow in trees and the manager being Clement said last week they, they, they'll need a striker he has said it yeah he, yeah. he said openly that that's an area of the pitch where he's he's looking to strengthen and also I think he'll, he'll look in the wide areas as well there's not a lot of width at Rangers just young McCausland has, has come yeah. through and he certainly provided that of, of late and I'm sure he'll be looking at other areas of the pitch to go and strengthen as well Stephen what are you thinking about Bojan Majofsky 12 goals now yeah I spoke about him last, last week I think he's really good I think he's still a really good age 24 17 caps for um, his country I think he's there's lots of improvement in him and, and as you say I mean, the money, the money they speak about, people speak about four million being big because it's a player from our game. But then they'll go and spend the four or five million on an Albin Ayeti. Who, so I, I actually thought Aberdeen would win at the weekend. I think they've got a better team in Hearts. Um, I think Hearts have got Boyce and Shankland, obviously good players within it, but in not having Boyce can get up there in such an important game for Aberdeen. But part of the, part of the, process of being back in a match day squad is you only get the scores at half time and full time as opposed to every couple of minutes on your phone so at half time you're hearing Aberdeen nil hearts one and you think oh that's big yeah. so if there's any managers in your league needed injury time goals it was Stuart Kettlewell and Barry Robson sure uh, did. caught yeah. them so some we'll big goals over the weekend yeah. yeah we'll come to them we'll go one by one steady Stephen <laughs> <laughs> you're not on radio Scotland now you're on Go Radio where we'll uh, go into the game so at the bottom of the table Aberdeen started what second bottom they've moved up to ninth position after that win uh, yesterday big week for Barry Robson he needed that win Hebs had a 1-0 win against Livy Martin Boyle 75 goals Barry in 30 300, 301 games for them so big win for Hebs they wanted to get a bit of consistency yeah Definitely, and uh, listen, it's going to Livingston, obviously, that official surface. Yeah. Um, it does cause cause some teams problems, but Hibs have went there and, and been professional and, and come away with the three points. I just a, a fear for Livingston. Um, I, I heard David Martindale's interview. He can't ask for much more off his players. Um, it's just they're not getting any luck at this moment in time. So, yep, another loss for Livingston, and it looks like it can be a long season for them. Eight defeats in a row and he was a little bit tetchy, as mm. you would understand in the interview afterwards. Um, but it's the type of the game they've been winning. Mm. You know, Hibs going to Livingston in the middle of mm. December. It's the type of game over the last few seasons when Livy have been punching above their weight that you go, Livy have beaten Hibs 2-1. Uh, so I think I think it was a big statement for both teams in terms of Livy obviously losing again. But Hibs going there and winning, I think it's an important win for them going there having a clean sheet because they have had troubles there over the last few years and um, obviously second goal been disallowed but 
um, a good solid win for Hibs that. Sure was. Right, Motherwell against St Johnson, your brother Paul still injured. Is he back soon? Do we know? Uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to give that okay, away. Okay, that's fine. No, 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 let's, not next few let's weeks, hope yeah. he is back soon, of course. Um, so, scary moments though when Mugabe gets the own goal. Yeah. I'm not blaming him actually on it, but... Yeah, f- I mean, we speak about players having a bit of dip and form. A feeling for Liam Kelly. Right. Um, obviously, his interview after the Ross County game, you, you'd really, I mean, he, he's given everything. It's just not happening for a minute. Every decision he's making is going wrong. And he comes out for, out for that one at the weekend, hits McGabby and goes in. So, but as he said, um, they have got a bit of spirit. I think they are right behind Stuart Kettlewell and they get that last minute goal. Another brilliant header. We speak about great headers. Yep. It was an amazing header from from Beareth, who's been a great find for them in a tough season. Um, and they just the fighting spirit to dig out on a, a point, which which could be crucial by the end of the season. Of course, they're on fifteen points, same as St Johnson, mm-hmm. just above but, them. One thing yeah. you've got to give Stuart Kettlewell credit for is the changes he made. Mm-hmm. I mean, at one stage I think he had three or four centre forwards on the on the pitch um, so he knew how important that was uh, and sometimes when you put that amount of strikers on it leaves you wide open at the back but that's that that's such an important goal a couple of minutes into extra time and and now you would think Muddle because I thought watching them at Celtic Park I was impressed with them I thought they were really good um, and I thought they would have kicked on then but now after getting that late equaliser Stuart Kettlewell will be hoping now this is a change of fortune it's such a tough league though you think the game at the weekend they go to St Mirren and Paisley and with their home form the way they are going you think I mean it's such an unforgiving league it's a, it's a real competitive not not lots between the teams but every game just feels so big at the minute I'll call it the Liam Gordon goal but I know it was the own goal that was their first away goal all season in the league it's phenomenal isn't it Imagine Stuart Kettlewell because he'd have known about that maybe yeah. before the game and thinking, right, get one goal and it might just be enough. But so St Johnson and Motherwell on 15 points. Motherwell with a better goal difference there, uh, minus nine. St Johnson minus 12. Livy are on just 10 points and stating the obvious, they're in danger of being anchored there, aren't they? And others getting away, although they've got a game uh, in hand, actually two games. I think, I think yeah. St Johnson, I mean, a lot of us had, had written St Johnson off oh, just before yeah. Craig Aline's appointment. He comes in, he gets a couple of wins and all of a sudden, Livingston are just rooted at the bottom. So, as we say, it's such a tight league. If you can manage to string a couple of wins together, which Livingston are capable of, they're capable of making it really tough for teams and digging out wins. So, yeah, I don't think they're too far gone yet. Shall we take one of your other teams, Stephen? What about St Mirren then? They needed that win and they got it 2-0 against Ross County. There was uh, an own goal, wasn't there, from Ryan Leake and then Joy Younger getting the, the winner. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of noise, a lot of negativity flying about. Um, was it? Yeah. Yeah, just, I think sometimes you can start the season so well, which they did. Um, probably, I mean, we're not in the day-to-day going to the games and... Um, going up to St Johnson with Sickner last minute last when you should be winning the game but after 16 games being fourth in the league yep. um, such a brilliant position to end a home game against Ross County coming up and although they've got a couple injuries missing a few I, I really did fancy them at the weekend and speak about a team just a, a real good solid win 2-0 um, bigger Junga getting his first goal since a really bad injury so that gets him off the mark again so um, they'll be looking forward to this game at the weekend when you think of I know Motherwell a tough game they'll be thinking mother really struggling at the minute it's a right good time to get them so um, all's well in Paisley again could be a good game the weekend Barry 
big points for Stephen Robinson huge three points um, and a couple of tricky results um, I, I, again Ross County in good form I mean Derek Adams made a certainly made a difference since he, he got appointed at Ross County but that's a that's a well earned three points out for someone sure is table is uh, there in third spot again so it's really good news for them after they've played 17 games they're on 25 points Rangers after 16 on 37 Celtic on 42 points after 17 games Celtic plus 31 uh, Rangers plus 25 and then you see the golf and the goal scoring uh, St Mirren are minus one and then to the game yesterday we've been talking about it we'll hear more from Ren Rogers um, after that defeat yesterday um, as we see on telly there's, there's McGinn's goal at the weekend for uh, Aston Villa um, we'll talk about that just before the break I heard some people saying today Barry on TalkSport they were saying can they win the league but Gabby Abonglahor said no they're not going to win it but my goodness they, they would expect to be in Europe top seven yeah well they're having a fantastic season yeah. um, no doubt about it and listen the, the manager let's Remind herself, he's a top manager. He's managed at the, the highest level. He's won trophies before. Do I think they'll win the Premier League? I think it's just a step too far for them, but certainly European football, um, certainly with the, the way they've started, they've got to be looking at making sure that they cement that place. What, what they have got, they've got a manager that's used to competing in Europe and, and winning games at the, at the weekend. I mean, he's did it for such a long time with Sevilla and Villarreal. It was so successful in European competitions and in the league. I mean, off the back of big European games, he would go and beat a Barcelona, go and beat a Real Madrid. So he's been there and done it. You look at the maybe the troubles Newcastle are having at the minute and a lot of it's put down to being in Europe and the demands it puts on your squad and injuries. And um, I just think that it, it, it feels too good to be true almost, getting Emery, when you think of what he's achieved in the game. And, and that I think he's in that very elite bracket of managers that are as good as it gets and, he, and he's taking that club to new, a new level In the Championship at the weekend it was another defeat for Queen's Park and the manager has gone now Rob Vermin is out and the question today is who's going to be uh, the new manager few of the names Barry who would Yeah well yeah. I see here obviously Scott Brown and Charlie Mulgrew mm -hmm. um, are, are looking are, are obviously connected with the, with the job Scott Brown's been a manager before Charlie's obviously wanting to get into management um, so yeah, that they one of one of they two could certainly be a a good shout for Queen's Park. But there's a, an experienced manager that's out of a job just now. It just came to my mind, Malky McKay. Yeah. Does he want to drop down into the, the the Championship? But listen, Queen's Park are trying to go in the right direction. Um, good training ground, new stadium. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they go with experience, or if they go for the the, the youthful side of uh, management. Mm -hmm. That's a good name because, of course, he was also um, the academy for the SFA a few years ago. And, of course, the, the guy who's gone back to Ajax, he was there in a long-term deal as well. Who, yeah. who do you think it will be? Yeah, I'm the same as Barry. I'd go for Malcolm McKay if he could convince him to, to take the job. Obviously, his dad's had a long-time mm -hmm. connection with the club. I remember from uh, when Paul, my brother Paul played for Queen's Park. Uh, Malky Senior would be all the game. So if they could convince him to take that job, I think it's a no-brainer. What about Dundee United? Your favourites, would you think, to come up from the Championship? Big win at yeah, the weekend, but, 34 um, points. What a special night that was in Kakodi, the Rafe game. Yeah. Unbelievable. Um, mm. So brave, the, the formation. I, I don't even know what formation they went to, but I think they had about six up front. <laughs> 
to turn yeah. that to yeah. turn that game round. So what a big game that is at Tannadice this weekend with Raithentown. Is that the big one? Yeah. Yep. Barry, your Wraith Rovers. Yeah, I'm still sticking with yeah. Wraith Rovers. I, I think they're really good to watch. Mm. They've got some really exciting players, good um, players that are, are, are technically really good as well. Yep, and, and I honestly believe that that, that title is going to get right down to the wire, both um, with, with Dun United and Wraith Rovers. For sure. Um, and Dunfermline, 2-1 win. They've done well, Stephen, haven't they? You were playing them last season and, and you chased them for that title. They're decent, yeah? Yeah, they're okay, yeah. They're okay. Can't, right, can't you can't say too much, of course. Yeah. Captain. <laughs> and Partick Thistle as well, looking... Well, Wraith Rovers beat them last Friday. I know. Um, yeah. And I'm sure they would have been disappointed after going um, up in the game. Um, but yeah, I think it will just be a step too far for Partick Thistle. I think it will just come down to both Dundee United and Wraith Rovers, Paul. You see that gap there with uh, Dunfermline. Um, the D United on 34 Wraith Rovers 33 and then there is that gap Barry as you mentioned Partick Thistle on 25 and then Dunfermline on 21 and League 1 Stephen Hamilton at the top on 37 same points Jerome Falkirk as captain just slightly better goal difference and then 28 points with Cove and the big game this weekend yeah big yeah. game um, one we've been I mean it's when you're in these, I mean, the, always the cliche is you don't look ahead to it, but it's been building them for weeks. Mm. You can feel it, and it's just about churning out these results to to get to this game and um, such a huge game. I think we'll, we'll take a lot of fans through there, and it'll be a good atmosphere. Not not a lot between the teams, but I think if we can play our best and we can do the business. Barry, don't yeah. ask me. No, who to go for no, because my work colleagues of obviously course, just get yeah. back, and he's. Yeah. Um, Back fit, ready to play. Aki's my local team. Yeah. It'll be a good game. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Tailored and renewable energy products to suit your commercial and domestic needs. Let's go! Go Radio Football Show, looking forward to what's well, another huge week. Barry Ferguson, Celtic in action against Feyenoord. And there's no such thing as a dead rubber, though, is there, in Champions League? Not least the money and the prestige. Yeah, you, listen, it's been a disappointing campaign for Celtic, so they're at home. And um, you would want to go out with a win. But there's no doubt about it after the, the obviously result in the second half performance yesterday I'm sure Celtic um, I want to um, put a few wrongs right and, and put a decent performance and at least get some points on the board Stephen what would be your team let's do it with Barry and myself just now so what is the Celtic team because you can you can see the notice board here there's so many messages from Celtic fans and often they say well look they've won so much you don't panic or whatever but there have been a few performances under par. Last weekend, the manager gives them, you know, verbals at halftime and it worked at St. Johnson, but it was the opposite of the weekend. First half was good, 1-0 halftime, they lose 2-1. So who would you go with? Obviously, Joe Hart in goals. Yeah, Joe Hart in goals. Um, I'd go with Alistair Johnson. Mm -hmm. I don't think I'd risk Carter Vickers with the schedule coming up. Right. Um, oh. I'd play Lager Bielke. Um, right. I, for me, I mean, I don't know what Celtic fans think. I think it is a dead rubber. I think the importance now is the league title and Celtic without Cameron Carter-Vickers aren't nearly the same mm. team. So I wouldn't risk them for Wednesday. So I'd play, I wouldn't play Phillips again. I'd play Lagerbielke. I'd play Scales and I'd play Taylor. Um, and he had and, a tough day yesterday, didn't he? Yeah, Greg, Greg Taylor. Taylor. Uh, he did. Yeah. yeah, Danny Armstrong. Danny Armstrong has, has played him well um, in the last two games at Rugby Park. Um, but I don't think... I think I think Greg Taylor. I mean, he's earned the right to play, and I also don't think there's any competition there. 
Yeah. Uh, the Bernabe signing's not working, so uh, Greg Taylor will play. Um, in midfield, Iwata again, mm-hmm. um, with Callum McGregor and Matt O'Reilly. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then Palma, and I'd put Kyogo back in. Yeah. And I think I'd go James Forrest. You start with the experience of James Forrest. Yeah. yeah. Barry, what do you think of Stephen's lineup for Celtic? Yeah, what, what yeah. was your midfield three? Yeah. Iwata McGregor, McGregor yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree but I would bring James Forrest and I, I think if James Forrest is sitting watching that yesterday he'll be um, he'll not be happy so I, I expect James Forrest to to play and bring in Kyogo I know we spoke about it listen he's he, he's going through a bit of a, a barn spell at this moment in time but he's still the, the best forward thinking player or sorry centre forward that Celtic have got and in terms of Carter Vickers I'm sure the manager will sit him down and say listen how are you feeling? If he says 100%, then you play him. If he's still unsure, then you can't risk him. Because he, let's be honest, he has the best um, defender in, in our game up here. Interesting, you said earlier on, someone on the line said, it's the same team almost, but it isn't the same team this season because of injuries and the, the players that have left as well. But you knew what Chris meant as well. But last season, Cameron Carter-Vickers and Starfield, when they played together in the league, Celtic didn't lose. Is that true? No, I don't think they lost domestically for, for two years. Mm, yeah. Um, really good partnership but I just think I mean Carter Vickers Barry just said he's so clear up here as the best defender and the drop off I mean it's such a big drop off I just I wouldn't risk him personally even if he I mean even if he said I'm desperate to play it well I'm just desperate to have you so that there's no repeat of this commandment game yeah, it was two one yesterday. Um, the manager spoke to Sky afterwards. It's it's quite straightforward. We've got a game in midweek, and uh, it's our final Champions League game, and then we get on to the our next home game. So the, the honesty of the group always gives me great hope with these guys because they are they are an honest group, they are a reflective group, and uh, I mean, I know the second half it wasn't um, what we would want, so um, we have to move on from that. And Barry, ironically, one of the best performances was against Atletico Madrid, the best team in that group. Yeah, they they they're by far the, the strongest, mm. best quality. Um, no no doubt about it. Um, but as I say, you, you you don't want to you don't want to go out with a whimper because mm. it has been disappointing. Um, I, I know what Stephen says, and I agree. The, the league is the, the the number one priority. Um, but still, you, you, I think they they want to go and and get a a result and a performance for the for the fans because um, they they will certainly be disappointed for the. The result and the, certainly the second half performance yesterday was way, way below what you would expect. I, th- I think it's a blow, obviously, Navrocki not being registered in terms of getting a look at him. Um, because as you say, the long-term future, I don't think Nat Phillips will be there after after Christmas. So um, it'd, be, it'd be nice to see a, uh, Navrocki on Wednesday. Obviously he can't, so that's why I'm going for Lagerby, okay? And Barry for Rangers for Thursday. We're just seeing again, you know, Sifuentes being sent off there. Rangers are appealing that for Rangers fans. So, Barry, do you think they will win? I know it's hard to say. Uh, it's a big ask. Yeah. Good result at the weekend. Mm. Yeah, I think it's going to be tough. Um, I, I think they could maybe come back with a point, but then obviously you would need to rely on Aris Limassol taking something from Sparta Prague, and I can't see that happening. Um, it's a tough one and then obviously you've got the big one on uh, Sunday but I know how, how important this will be for the club as well financially because there is a difference between the Europa League and the, sure. the Conference League 
Um, is it something like two point something yeah, million there, there's to quite six a million? Few, yep, yeah, and, and I'm sure Rangers would yeah. want to be bringing that in. Obviously, it helps, and then it would probably go towards the manager's transfer kitty come January. The manager, Philip Clement, spoke about how they played when they went down to 10 men. Yeah, not only sitting it out, but we, we played also to create. We didn't play a, a defensive game second half because uh, if you look back, we had also the best chances in the second half. So that's a good thing. You see also the physical level from several players growing, that they become stronger and stronger. And, and that's the way, work we need to continue. We are by far not at our, our maximum, by far not. We still have a long way to go. Um, we need to get more players fit, of course, and, uh, and we need to continue working. But if the mentality stays like this and everybody stay, stays focused in his job and the job together, we take a lot of points and we deserve also to take a lot of points. Like to You agree, Barry? They're getting stronger. Yeah, and I see, I see, sorry, a real togetherness, um, and I seen that, and certainly the second half against Dundee at the weekend. Once you get down to ten men, he obviously makes the changes, which, which certainly help. But I seen that they, they weren't willing to give up anything. Um, they played a certain way, sat behind the ball and trying to hit on the counter and use their pace in the wide areas. We see man McCausland, but yeah, I can certainly see the difference that the, the new managers made. Um, and you can see players that were so low in confidence and some of the performances you were you were just watching it and thinking we're in trouble here now the manager certainly come in and he's got a, a big big kick off the players and once you start winning games Paul you get that confidence and you can see it coming through in the players it's a funny look from Stephen McGinn there which doesn't work in radio but what, what was your point you were going to say something no about just the... when Barry was yeah. talking about him you'd rather be in the Europa League but I've got that little when you drop into the Conference League that the thought of John being able to come back to Glasgow and the double header with Aston Villa uh, and Rangers in the Conference League maybe deep into the tournament so uh, that's my consolation prize Barry, that would be a good one wouldn't it? Tasty, yeah, yeah well yeah. I've been speaking about Villa the, yeah. I mean you just look, look look at the Villa team they, they have got quality throughout it For sure. um, yeah that'd be a that'd be a tasty one um, where would you sit in the stadium? <laughs> <laughs> Good point. <laughs> Maybe uh, we'll do it live. I should have mentioned under VAR Gar earlier on, um, Curtis Guthrie at Livingston, he's regiment the referee um, because he was denied a penalty he felt against Hibbs. Did you see that one, Barry? No, I don't know. Yeah, I just, I'm just reading about it here anyway. What, what, In fairness, a Livy fan was on. Yeah. Um, no. No, we're not having I don't, it. No. He's saying 100% a penalty, so he said the little club... Playing the big club, you just don't get them. It's just the way it is up here. So Siege mentality. Yeah, it is a bit. Uh, Stephen, it's your old club, though, Kelly, who are the talk of the town, isn't it, this weekend? Yeah, and yeah. They, early in the season, they had a lot mm -hmm. of plaudits for the back-to-back -back, uh, wins against Celtic and Rangers. But it's time for them now to back that up. They've got a run now. They've got Livingston at the weekend. Um, it's, it's gone now. You've had the plaudits. It's now time to kick on. And as I say, European football's... It's, it's available for anyone that really puts together a run so this might be the start of Kilmarnock's run and Matty Kennedy of course uh, who did so well and Danny Armstrong was he man of the match? For, yeah he was outstanding player yeah yeah, yeah he, he, he was excellent he, well, he's a ball carrier mm -hmm. and seeing you've got a ball carrier in your team it helps you out it takes the pressure off you for a, a certain period of time and, and it was interesting to hear that was Matty Kennedy's first goal in what oh. a, a year enough a year wow. 
Um, but they, they two were, were, were certainly outstanding. But I thought as a team, I thought not not just that they played some good stuff. I just thought that their work ethic was was superb yesterday, Kilmarnock. Certainly was. Gary, uh, Barry, you'll be back with us Wednesday night on the programme. And Stephen, when you come in Thursday. Thursday, yeah. yeah. Good luck. You've got a game. Are you, are you playing the reserves? Yeah, I get a, yeah. Yeah, I get a game tomorrow in the reserves. So looking forward Who to it. Who are you playing? Dundee. What, we Dundee? Up at Dundee. National Sports Centre up in Dundee. Good luck. I've not been there before. Thanks so much. Thanks, Barry. Thank you Just very much, Stephen. We're back tomorrow night at five. John Harson and Leanne Crichton. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. For your free energy home survey and a bespoke quote, call 0800 233 5788. Let's go. Global Eco Energy sell and energy products to domestic, commercial, and public sector customers. With access to a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage, air source heat pumps, and eco garden makeovers, we offer a bespoke service tailored to your exact needs. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global-eco.co.uk.